to build your empire. I'm so excited to be kicking into gear today with James Wellington. We have some funny stories about how our paths crossed and we will share them with you today. But we're going to be really going over um, what it looks like to have those shifts in mindset when it comes to money and what you want your future to look like. And James is a perfect person to, to get on for this call. So thank you so much for joining us, James. I know you're uh, tuning in from Gold Coast, which usually you're in Melbourne, right? Yeah, I am. Thanks so much for having me, Mel. It's good Not to be here. Problem. So I want to know a little bit about um, you. So what was it like for you? Tell us who is James? For someone who doesn't know who James Wellington is, Who's James growing up? What did life look like? Easy. I think the, the easiest way to describe that would be obviously going back to 14 because that's probably the most impactful time in my life. I think you know this story a little bit, so I'll share for everyone. Uh, up until the age of 14, you know, life was pretty regular, pretty much just a normal kid going about his day. Uh, Mum passed away at breast cancer by, from, from breast cancer at 14, so it was sort of that you know, flipping point moment. Sorry for anyone that listens to this, just drop an absolute bombshell in one minute. But uh, it's just the easiest way to describe it, you know. So I think up until 14, pretty regular, then losing mum just went into this downward spiral of just being in my shell, believing that life was going to be always happening to me, you know. So I think, um, yeah, that was that was pretty much the, the main part of it. But then obviously coming out of that, you know, would have been about 25, 26, coming into those sort of mid-20s, just making that decision, you know, to shift, which we can go into later. But, you know, um, I'll give a bit more of an insight into that shift, especially because it was just a, for anyone that listens to this, you know, it's a hardship up until, you know, I guess you finally think different, yeah. <laughs> which I'll get Mel to obviously intro into that one. But I can explain that to you guys in more detail as well, which yeah. will be good. Yeah, wow. And look, obviously, that would have been so testing at that age, you know, to, to go through such a loss. And I guess, did that throw you off the wagon? Like, did did that spiral into the drinking, the partying, you know, the, 100%. the you know, the typical stories that we hear? Yeah, so I think from 14 to 18, you know, school was obviously the, the catalyst to, to keep me in line per se. It was relatively, like, into my rugby, so I wanted to play sport. I always wanted to be a professional athlete. So yeah. sort of going into that, I went over to the UK at 21, and uh, that's when I first discovered, I guess, like, oh, sorry, 22, whenever you came 22. And that's when I first discovered, you know, like a, a different life. I was over there away from family, had no real friends apart from my rugby team, got into the drug culture with like cocaine, ecstasy, all that sort of stuff. And then, yeah, it would have been the better part of, you know, three to four years of just mm -hmm. trying to escape, I guess, that reality of like being a, in, in my mind, an orphan, you know, like my dad. My dad and I, uh, I guess, met when I was 12, just before mum died. So I was a pretty, pretty difficult one, you know. So dad was actually a former professional rugby league and rugby union player. So I was trying to be like my dad <laughs> um, and absolutely love him for everything he's done, you know. But when you're young, you're like, you, lo you lose your mum and you're wanting this like soft touch. And then you get a dad that's an ex-rugby player and like very, very hard. And like his, uh, his representation was you're a man, don't cry. So that was my life, you know, and we all know those types and I, and I love him for it. It actually pulled me through it in hindsight. If I had a soft touch, I probably wouldn't have been here. But um, yeah, so definitely got in the wrong culture and probably for about nearly five years was just destroying myself. Like I'm talking like three, four times a week, you know, it wasn't uh, 
wasn't a good place. So I was actually homeless for a little bit there in Canberra, which I can go into more detail around that. Mel's learning a lot of stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> very quickly right now. So yeah. yeah. And look, I mean, I think it's this is the this is this is why this podcast came about. You know, it's about sharing those stories of people that have built something from nothing and showing people over and over again that it's doable you just have to want it you know you have to want to put that work in so you know obviously your story um you know people will be able to see that over the next little while how it all pans out so okay you're you're in the drug scene you're ruining yourself you know a couple of times a week we've been there we've all been there yeah i think mine only ended not not long ago if you look at how long i've been alive um but you know i think moving forward from there what what was that pain point for you where things had to change i mean why couldn't you just keep going the way that you were sleep on his couch and i was living in a warehouse and also in my car um for about nearly a month and like i was living at a work warehouse and my mate just sort of threw me a lifeline and I was still on the drugs and stuff at this stage. And he basically pulled me aside like a couple of days before he's like, stop doing it. And I obviously went out that next day. Hmm. And then um, I had such a big night. Um, I actually sat on a ledge, which is, this is really deep, by the way, anyone listening to this, I sat on a ledge 17 stories up and I was like, just lean forward, you know, you got nothing to be here for. Hmm. I remember just sitting there and it was like, I always get goosebumps when I tell this and a few people have heard it before. It's like, yeah, it was just, it must've been my mum's voice or something. It's like, you're destined for more. You're yeah. destined to be more. You have you you promised me, sort of thing. Yeah. And yeah, I just remember getting back from the the ledge and like going back in the house. And like this was about probably four o'clock in the morning. I woke up the next morning. I rang my nan. And I said, "I'm moving to Newcastle. Like I'm I'm getting out of here, and I, I got to be back closer to my family up where Mum was born and yeah. like lived and stuff." Moved up there, and then um yeah, just started reading books. My cousin gave me a book called Victor Frankl, The Man's Search for Meaning. And there's a, there's a line, it's a really small book for anybody that wants to read it. And it basically says, to live is to suffer, to survive is to find meaning in the suffering. Oh. And so I just went on this hunt to, you know, find meaning for the suffering. And like Viktor Frankl, for anyone that knows him, that listens to this, he, uh, he lived in, he was like basically in Auschwitz, like in the concentration camps. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, fuck man, like you're a fucking little bitch. Like this was my, this was my internal dialogue. It's like... <laughs> Yeah. Your mum died, you know, like stop fucking being a sob story, dude. Like, what are you, what are you doing? Like you've, you've got the whole life ahead of you. You know, this guy's like finding meaning in suffering, living in fucking Auschwitz, like watched his family get killed, like all this brutal stuff, you know, people dying all around him. And I'm sitting there fucking like wanting to destroy myself because my mum passed. Like I know it's a heaps mm-hmm. harsh thing to say for anyone that yeah. listens to this, but it's just the truth. So yeah. yeah, that was, that was the catalyst turning point, I guess the big one, mm-hmm. which, uh, obviously led me to start the personal development path, which was good. Yeah. And, and isn't it funny, you know, there's one thing, and I remember the exact moment for me, but there's one thing where you liken it to like the can gets opened with yeah. personal development. It's like somebody peels back the lid and, you know, it's like one of those, you remember those things that used to be stuffed in the can, you know, and you open the lid and it all pops out. Like that's literally yeah. what I like in the personal development world to be like. Because once you open that lid, you're fucked. You can't go back. There's no yeah. going back. You can't unlearn or unsee, you know, moving forward. So, okay. So you've shifted, you've, you've moved to New South back with your family. What did you do work-wise, you know, back then? What was the next step for you? 
So I was, I was still in like, I was still in the odd job. So when I, at that stage, when I was in Canberra, I was doing demolition. Then I moved from demolition into just doing like part-time PT, but roofing as well. So I was doing like roofing, like uh, sort of security guarding at night, like in the, in the pubs there and stuff, like still around the scene, you know? So I was, I was away from my mates that uh, I guess I was looking to be an outlet to, you know, to being still in the same scene. Yeah. So it wasn't really ideal. So I started reading these books and stuff and then, um, Funnily enough, like I signed up to a program that was like $20,000 like back in the day. So I've done it twice now, as you know, like I've done it twice, like spent a lot of money on my personal development and self-education. And um, yeah, it was an online program and like basically <laughs> I needed to get away from it. I had a feeling that like if everybody else is doing this, I need to do something else. So like, yeah, um, at this stage, I probably left this one out. I didn't have a license. I'd lost my license DUI for five years. Anyone that's listening, don't drink and drive. Um, lost my license for five years. Um, and then you know, this course, I'd crashed my car driving unlicensed and the lady from NRMA felt sorry for me and sort of pushed my thing through and gave me a payout. So I had about six grand in my account um, mm -hmm got a finance application because I was working like three jobs and yeah, they got me a, got me a 20 grand loan, you know, and I'm a young dude, like 45 grand in debt at this stage, like absolutely shit and bricks. Like I was about 26 at this stage. And then, um, yeah, I just, you know, I got, I got that sort of program and then I ended up getting offered a job to go to move to Melbourne, uh, which was from Newcastle to Melbourne. And I was so scared, you know, but I got this offer, this job to go in this program and work for this company. So then, yeah, <laughs> I did that and then obviously um, really got into the digital space, you know, digital marketing. I just think it was the, the right place for me to be and go into, you know, and I think for myself, it was just something that obviously, you know, Mel and anyone that watches Mel know, knows that she's into the digital space and I just was learning as much as I could. So, yeah, I guess association, assimilation of obviously people around you was the thing that really helped me to get out of that. That makes sense. Yeah, hundred percent. You're most like the five people you hang out with. You know, I th I remember hearing that and just going, "Oh wow, <laughs> I yeah. wish I hadn't known that." You know, ten years ago. But it, wow, our story's so similar. I think the amount that I dropped was twenty grand as well. You know, for that first yeah. big thing that was going to change my life, and and it really, really did. Um, so, you know, you moved into the digital marketing space. Obviously, I know what that feels like to have that little spark born inside you where you're like, this yeah. is the best. I could do this every day. Um, what happened moving forward from there in the digital marketing space? I know that that's such a big area of your life now. And it, again, been extremely life-changing for you to learn yeah. those high-paying skills. What, what does that look like for you now? So there was two. I mean, I remember when, when we first met, right? Let's tell that. You tell the story about how this came about. I'm still yeah. like, damn it, he got me. <laughs> but, but thank God, right? So you yeah. tell the story about, I guess, you know, what was happening and, and how our paths crossed. Yeah, so two, two parts to it. The first part was working for that company. Um, I worked there for 18 months just learning digital from a perspective of like online PT coaching. Sure. Jumped out of there, um, bit of a bit of a cool one. Jumped out of there, and I knew what to do. I'd watched all these clients just not taking action. I was actually a coach. I was a performance coach. So I was taking these guys from like zero to six figures, and I'm sitting there and I'm like fifty two grand a year, but thought I was killing it because it was a full time job. Yeah. <laughs> and so I I quit after eighteen months and um popped out and then grew an online PT business from zero to one million in sales rev. We had about three hundred eighty five clients. In literally, it would have taken me. 
sales revenue was about eight and a half months. So we grew it basically, had like a fuck ton of people just working mm -hmm. with us. We were creating an app similar to that of Senta, if anyone knows that Chris Hemsworth app. Mm -hmm. So we had all these online PTs, mindset coaches, and I was just like, brought them all together. And yeah, so we were crushing it, you know, and then um, a bit of a, a bit of a down one again, my, my business partner and who was actually my best mate at the time was killed in a motorbike accident in Bali. So I was over there, uh, spiraled down again, you know, started getting like broke up with the girl I was seeing, mm -hmm. da -da -da, moved into a share house with a mate, got back into a bit of drugs and stuff. And then the way Mel and I met, and this is where everyone, anyone, this is going to be a, a plug for, for the big red himself. So yeah. basically, um, <laughs> Chris Duncan. So he was my mate that I used to work with at this other company. He'd been following Chris and yeah, our old boss actually said to my mate Cruz, he's like, Oh, this guy called Chris Duncan. He lost his business partner in Bali a few years ago. You guys will really resonate. Cause I was actually in Bali at the time when it happened. And um, me and Cruz were in Vietnam. We we're on, we we're on a, we we're on a holiday for Herbalife. Cause part of my old health and fitness business was our Herbalife. Yeah. So we're on a free vacation and we're sitting in a, in a fucking <laughs> a hotel room in Vietnam, hung over as 10 men. And like, Cruz is like, dude, I'm, I've got, I'm working with Chris. And he's like, you should do it. And I'm like, oh man, I don't, I've hardly got any money. I spent all my money. <laughs> like I was just a young dude that was making money. So I was spending it. And then he's like, no, nah, I'm going to do it. So he put me in a group chat with Alexi, who's one of Chris's sales guys. And he just hammered me and Chris then jumped in privately. And he's like, Hey bro, when you and I chatting, I heard you're a big game player. <laughs> yeah. So pretty much similar to what Mel and I, so I'll get into that. And then like, basically, yeah, he just said to me, he's like, dude, marketing, I'm gonna business. I heard you, I heard you talking to big game online. You got a few, few reckon you reckon a few hundred thousand in the bank or some shit. He's like, show me the truth. <laughs> you know, it's that whole like yeah. fake it till you make it sort of thing on the front, yeah. the front end. And Chris, yeah, just called me out and he goes, yeah, he just, he felt into, he's like, man, you're scared. And I'm like, yeah, I'm fucking real scared. So he mm -hmm. called me in and obviously um, got me in the digital marketing cert, put me through the certification. Uh, I was actually doing one-on-one -on -one with him to start with, which was about five grand a month. So yet again, just investing heavily into myself, super scared. Um, so signed a yeah, 60 grand contract for 12 months. Basically after wow. three months, Chris decided, he's like, I'm just teaching you digital marketing properly. Go back and do the cert, put me back in there. Um, at this stage, I'd also grown a, digital marketing agency from zero to 30,000 a month, <laughs> which wow. was, uh, which was awesome. And then, um, yeah, that was Chris, about when we met, I think. that's about when we met. So yeah. what happened from there was cause I got into this certification, I crushed it. And basically Chris said, stop, stop marketing to be a PT. Cause anyone watching this guys, like the big thing to take away from this is that product and services are great, but the real skill set comes from automation and leverage. So even though I sold 385 people into, you know, an online PT course and had like Herbalife attached to it, like I was consistently having to lift up this wheelbarrow of like smaller sales and Yes. So, um, Pretty much for me. Can you hear me right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I did cut out there for a little bit, but you're good. Yeah, so pretty much for me, it was like taking that shift from being the online PT to then marketing for PTs and actually teaching people marketing. So when I was at 30K a month, um, Chris offered me, a, obviously, an affiliate deal where it's like you can actually be a license holder of the digital marketing school and you can start to actually work alongside Scott and I as a business partner. And I was like, fucking oath, like, <laughs> this was sick. And then... uh. 
obviously my marketing skills are all right. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, uh, <laughs> they, they were pretty decent. So um, we launched this campaign for this digital marketing cert, which was actually the digital marketing school that Melanie's now joined up and come on board with us and actually went through into our top tier program and fucking crushing it, by the way. So, um, yeah, we, we linked up. That, uh, we launched that ad campaign in March and by end of financial year for that ad campaign and that actually uh, business launch. So in about three and a half months, we actually scaled it to 486,000 cash revenue. And then we, went and we actually went on and took that business to a million dollars cash revenue in 11 and a half months. So no sales rev like I used to count, like cash through the business, cash in bank, which was uh, yeah pretty exciting. And that's why obviously Melanie and I are now here because we've, uh, we've connected through paths similar to each other's backgrounds and now similar to each other's future progression. So sorry to waffle guys. I talk a lot. That's so good. And look, I think, you know, I think again, one of the key things to take away from this is I think too many people get stuck in that rut thinking that, you know, whatever life they have right now is all that they have, you know, this is what I've been given and I don't really know what it looks like to change it. And neither did we. I, just, yeah. I remember thinking I have no fucking idea. Like I don't even know who to speak to because I didn't know the amazing people that I know now back then. I didn't have anyone, you know, um, that was killing it uh, to reach out to and go, hey, what do I do? But you've got to position yourself, you know, to be able to find those people, right? Like you've got to be able to, you've got to be able to like think outside the box. Otherwise you will stay exactly where you are. And yeah, I mean, gosh, things have changed. Like what I think, I can't remember when it actually came on board with the agency, I think it was maybe six months ago. Yeah, it was about six months ago. Seven months yeah. ago, came come on uh, for the first time and then obviously have come on one-on-one -on -one with you guys, um, you know, recently. And my life's completely changed in that time, like completely changed. And, you know, one of my big goals was to, you know, move to Bribey Island and, you know, for us to be able to hang out at the beach all day. And here I am six months later, like I just went and looked at the house yesterday. So it like absolutely crazy turnaround. And, you know, I know when we met, you were doing the $30,000 months and I was like, oh my God, this is where I want to be, you know, and now whatever you've, you've skyrocketed that, which, you know, we're not here to brag. We're here to, to, you know, show you what's possible if you're willing to think outside the box. So James, what's, uh, what's, what's lined up for you moving forward? What's exciting so, in your life, apart from us catching up for a beer or two? <laughs> what's, uh, what's happening moving forward? A fair bit. Um, just on the, on the note you said before, I think the keynote for anybody that wants to take away from this and write this down, highlight it, fucking tattoo it across your chest, your forehead. Success is structural, not personal. You know, like I think that's the biggest thing we all need to take away from like listening to my story and anyone that follows Mel and listens to her story. Like, fuck, anyone can be successful, hey? Like, you know, like you don't, have to be this godlike symbol of fucking spirituality or personal development. Like, fuck, like, I'll be honest, I still drink. I still do the occasional fucking drug. Like, I'm not even going to lie. Like, I go, I get on it. Like, you still, still smash it with the boys. And like, um, I'm not going to lie, you know, like, I, it hasn't changed who I am. Nothing's changed about me as an individual. Yeah. Nothing's, um, the only thing I realized was that it's a success structure. And like, if you think that personally, you know, if I still had the identity that I was a fucking 14 year old kid that just lost his mum mm. and that therefore I was going to become successful like that, mm. then that's bullshit. You know, it's like, I found a success structure, online marketing, like online business. Like mm. if you aren't online, you fucking need to wake up. Yeah, <laughs> you can, uh, 
it's, you'll miss the boat. I mean, I'd say if you're not online already in some type, you know, way, shape or form, you, the boat's already starting to leave, you know, like it's, it's something that you've really got to, to understand, you know, and it doesn't have to be network marketing or direct selling. You know, there's so many other avenues. It doesn't have to be digital marketing. I mean, you might find something else that works for you. Obviously, we're over here raving about digital marketing. Yeah. Because, you know, the results that it's had, but I know a lot of other people that are doing other things as well. Something that, so, I, yeah. something that I heard the other day was mm -hmm. uh, anyone that watches this, you know, like the rich aren't getting richer. The poor just believe everything's a scam. And that's what you got to realise. Like not everything's a scam that you see online. Yeah. And it's like realizing that fact. So to answer the other question as well, what's what's in the pipeline? Yeah. <laughs> a lot. So <laughs> we're we're obviously we're gonna scale the digital marketing school to 10 mil in the next two oh. years. That's the goal. So that's a big one. Um we're currently we're on the run rate for obviously doing three to five this year. So we're we're good for that. Um and for anyone watching, just to do one mil to 10 mil isn't fucking just doing 10 times the work. It's a lot of structures, a lot of hiring, a lot of systems. So we're very much in a systems mode at the moment. Um, I've got that business. And then also getting back in with my Herbalife stuff, we've got a system that we're creating for that, you know, which um, I'm looking to, I guess, break some records, get people doing, you know, digital marketing rather than sliding in everyone's DMs every five minutes just to try to get a, try to get a conversation. And then, um, yeah, I've got... A fucking heap actually on the go but those are the two main ones at the moment <laughs> which is good That's so exciting and yeah there is there's definitely uh a lot of things moving and you know watching i guess uh, it really got me when i when i heard what you guys are doing and obviously i've been able to be a part of watching that growth you know anyone that knows me and probably knows you like we're just we're no bullshit you know and we're, yeah. we're not the type of people that are a part of something that isn't exactly what we say it is, you know? So mm. there is, there's so many people out there that are skeptical and, oh, you know, but what if this, and it's like, yeah, but if this, then what, if not this, then what, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I know for me, I didn't have a better option. I'd obviously entered into the world of, um, of network marketing as well, but you do and can end up still on the treadmill you know, of constantly, you know, having to get people on board. So learning those skills of digital marketing can actually make growing a business like that 10 times easier. So yeah. thank you so much for jumping on. I appreciate right. your time. You're a busy man, like you said, out there making the millions. Um, but look, I think there's a load of takeaways um, today, you know, right from, like you said, complete heartbreak and family breakdown to, you know, complete success. And I think your mum would be really proud. <laughs> Thanks, I'd appreciate it. <laughs> no problems. And uh, good luck moving forward. Effie, sounds good. Thank you.